Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. Our meditation for prayer um, this week, um, Sunday was the Sunday of the Good Shepherd, Misericordias Domini, and actually what we're going to hear for our narrative reading and our catechesis each day this week is both the lead up to and then the lead out from that Good Shepherd text Uh, So we'll do some catechesis on John chapters 9 and 10 this week. And of course, Jesus seeks the lost sheep, and uh, that is the blind man who we're going to study today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our psalm for this week is Psalm 77. Let's say it together. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble... I seek the Lord. In the night my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You, with your arm, redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water, the skies gave forth thunder, your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind, your lightnings lighted up the world, the earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters. Yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The psalm is very helpful here. The psalmist is teaching us actually how to lament, how to lament, to cry aloud to God, knowing that he will answer in the day of trouble, seeking the Lord, when your soul refuses to be comforted. And notice what he says. I mean, he actually tells God exactly what... um, what he's feeling, and maybe what you're feeling today. Will the Lord spurn forever, never again to be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Has his promises come to an end? Has he 
forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? And then note what the psalmist does. He drives you backwards, back towards what God has already done for you. So you're to understand the present tense, your present tense, suffering, affliction, um, trouble, doubt, despair, whatever it might be, in light of what he has already done for you and for his people. The psalmist, of course, um, points back towards, I think, especially to the Exodus. Here you have, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron, right? And Moses being a shepherd, <laughs> so leading his sheep, his uh, people like a, like a flock, makes sense, uh, right? So you have um, the vision here of, of the Exodus. But notice also right before that, um, he says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. But right before that, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. And we've talked about the right hand of the Most High being actually Christ, Jesus, who sits at God's right hand. His, The Father's right hand is Jesus. And so for us, when we pray this psalm, we don't only think of the Exodus here, but we think of our Lord's great Exodus as he um, led us through sin and death and the, and the captivity to the devil uh, into the freedom of the gospel, the forgiveness of sins and eternal life. So you note, again, um, when you lament, always to return to what Lord, what the Lord has already revealed to you and what he has done for you. And then you can lament um, in faith. Our memory verse for this week is from John 11. We say it together. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. John 11, verses 25 through 26. Now, the Catechism, Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Now, um, to wives from the table of duties. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Ephesians 5, 22. This is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. 1 Peter 3, verses 5 through 6. Our first reading today is from Isaiah chapter 45. Truly, you are God, who hide yourself, O God of Israel, the Savior. They shall be ashamed and also disgraced, all of them. They shall go in confusion together, who are makers of idols. But Israel shall be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed or disgraced forever and ever. For thus says the Lord, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together. 
you who have escaped from the nations. They have no knowledge, who carry the wood in, of, a, of their carved image, and pray to a God that cannot save. Tell and bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no other God besides me? A just God and a Savior. There is none besides me. There ends our reading. And then our narrative reading for today is from John chapter 9. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated, sent. So he went and washed and came back, seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was, was blind said, Is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and I received my sight. Then they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. There ends our reading. Catechesis on this text. Uh, What feast had brought Jesus to the temple? Those of you who were in our Sunday morning Bible class until we had to (laughs) cease that class, uh, maybe remember back in John chapter 7, Jesus is there for the Feast of Tabernacle, or the Feast of, also called the Feast of Booths. All right. Who did Jesus see in verse 1? A man born blind. Now, what did his disciples ask? They say, Rabbi, who sinned that this man or his, his parents, that he was born blind? Who was responsible, in other words? And what did the, what did, or how did Jesus respond give you a chance to think about it and read what Jesus said there in verse 3. It's the man was born blind, not as a specific punishment uh, for either his parents' sin or his sin, but specifically that the works of God would be revealed in him. What must Jesus do while it is yet day, metaphorically speaking here? He must do the works of him who sent him. Now what sort of things were happening during the day, during the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Feast of Booths. This will help you understand why Jesus says what he does. Sacrifices were offered um, in the temple, just as Christ would be sacrificed during the day. What happened at night? 
this one's a little bit more tricky. We might actually have to go back to John 1 uh, to learn a little bit more about this. Um, maybe I'll just have to backfill it for you because the John reading is a little bit long. The Feast of Tabernacles was interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to read all of it. You'd have to read uh, 1 through 24 of chapter 7, so maybe take note of that. Um, here's what happened in the evening. The t- a torch dance would happen uh, when the work had ended, the work of sacrifice. Just before sunset, though, Jesus himself would be laid in the tomb to mark the end of all the works of men. So you see the correspondence to the day and the night, Jesus being sacrificed during the day and then laid in the tomb before it was yet night, right? and then his work was ended. Right? And so just as the people at the Feast of Tabernacles would celebrate um, with this torch dance after the day of sacrifices, so Jesus, um, well, in a sense, would celebrate by uh, resting in the tomb. What actions were connected to Jesus' healing of the blind man? Going back to our text, what, what sort of things did he do? That's right, he spat on the ground, he made clay with his saliva, and then he anointed, that is, um, put it on the man's eyes. And then what word did Jesus give to the man? Go and wash in the pool of Siloam. Now that pool also is back in John chapter 7, so quite a bit of what we study here in John 9 um, can be understand, understood in, in light of John chapter 7. And by the way, in chapter 7 there's um, an extended section that is omitted from some English Bibles. It's disputed as to whether it is um, authentic, referring to the pool of Siloam. But we, we need to understand that pool now for this part of the text. That was the place where the priest would draw um, the water of libation each morning of the feast, that is, the Feast of Tabernacles. What other time does John, um, in John, does Jesus speak of this type of washing? That you must go and wash. We studied this just a couple weeks ago, during, uh, really on Monday Thursday, the Monday Thursday text, right? When he washed the disciples' feet. Um, Why was the man healed when he washed in the waters? It was because of the word of Jesus. It was the word of Jesus that was attached to those waters. Um, Now, as a result, what did the people wonder? (laughs) Well, they doubted the miracle, didn't they? If this man was really a blind man. Why does the blind man call Jesus a man, in verse 11, a man called Jesus made clay and anointed my hands. Think also of what um, Pontius Pilate says at Jesus' trial. Behold the man. That's right. Jesus stands in the place of Adam. He's the new Adam who takes the place of the first man who brought sin into the world now. um, Jesus dying for the sins of the world. And what does the healed man proclaim? I went and I washed, I received my sight, but that comes after um, repeating the words that Jesus gave. So it's the physical action of washing, but it was attached or accompanied to the word of God that brought the healing. What would be a similar uh, Old Testament story where uh, one is um, called to go and wash and then will be made clean or healed? Think of 2 Kings chapter 5, 
and that's the healing of Naaman the Syrian, who had leprosy, who was sent to wash in the Jordan um, by the word of the prophet. Meditation on this text, Jesus offers the water of libation that frees us from the curse of sin that is upon us from our mother's womb. Jesus is the man who takes the place of the first man who was formed from dust. He has come to free the sons of that first man by cleansing us with the water of life. It is not the water of Siloam, but the word of God in and with the water that does these things for the man born blind. So also the word of Jesus removes the blindness of our sin when we were washed at, in the font of holy baptism. Daily, we repent because we see our own sins before our eyes and look to Jesus for the forgiveness of sins that he has won for us as the man. Excellent. All right, our hymn for this week is uh, maybe a less familiar Easter hymn, but a, a really quite a lovely Easter hymn. Um, if Christ Had Not Been Raised From Death, written by, I believe, the author is Christopher Idle and the tune by uh, Philip Magnus. This is a, if you like, contemporary worship hymn, because <laughs> uh, both composer and songwriter, or hymn writer, are uh, living. <laughs> so uh, it is in the form of a hymn, but it is contemporary worship, if you like. That's a little joke for you this morning. All right. Uh, I mention that because it is, of course, then a little less familiar. But I think both text and tune are quite evocative. So worth our, worth our uh, consideration today. had not been raised from death, our faith would be in vain. Our preaching but a waste of breath, our sin and guilt remain. But now the Lord is risen indeed, he rules in earth and heaven. His gospel meets a world of need, in Christ we are forgiven. If Christ still lay within the tomb, then death would be the end. And we should face our final doom with neither guide nor friend. But now the Savior is raised up, so when our Christian dies, we mourn yet look to God in hope, in Christ the saints arise. If Christ had not been truly raised, his church would live alive. His name should nevermore be praised, his words deserve to die. But 
But now our great Redeemer lives, through Him we are restored. His Word endures, His Church revives, in Christ our risen Lord. We confess our common Christian faith and show love for one another by confessing together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We pray our collect for this week. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Well, that's not quite it. Hold on a minute. Oh, no, that is it. All right. Apologies for that. <laughs> uh, again, the collect for Misericordius Dominis. O God, through the humiliation of your Son, you raised up the fallen world. Grant to your faithful people, rescued from the peril of everlasting death, perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray for repentance and for mercy. Spare us, O Lord. Remember not our many sins, but remember us according to your mercy, and for the sake of your Son, whom you put to death for our deliverance. Give us your Holy Spirit, that through the affliction of this pandemic we may, he may create honest and contrite hearts in us, and turn us away from our own self-confidence toward you, our only true confidence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We pray for our congregations. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, you have gathered us together around the word of your Son and the blessed sacraments he instituted. Have mercy on every Christian congregation stressed by illness and precaution. In chaos and change, give us the peace which this world cannot give. Preserve us from sickness and fear. Refresh our generosity and love for one another. While caution and circumstance divide us from each other, help us find consolation in the communion of saints, in which we are never divided from Christ our head, nor from his body, the Church, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray for our farmers. Almighty God, merciful Father, you create and sustain all things. Every day, our farmers work to provide food for us and for our families. By this work, you also provide for them. Farmers are your instruments to give us each our daily bread. Preserve their farms, provide for their needs, give health and healing that demand be restored for their supply. Give them trust, knowing that all things are in your providential hands. Do not let them despair or panic and give up hope. Provide for them during pandemic as you have always done. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
The prayers continue. For faith, to live in the promises of holy baptism. For vocations and daily work. For the unemployed. For the salvation and well-being of our neighbors. For our schools, our home schools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for all those who have requested our prayers that the Lord would um, answer their need and well provide for them. We pray for Dick Horn, for Michael Orth, father of Mike, Michelle Rush, for Carol Hawk, my aunt, for Sarah Allen, friend of Cassie Mackla, Marcella Bauer, Jan Borgwart, Brad Yench, Janet Yench, Carol Kelling, Chris Lindau, Sandy Maxwell, Linda Mondlock, Joan Nye, Ken Nimmer, Aaron Peterson, and Brian Rush. We also pray for those, uh, all those who are homebound, which is most of us, but especially for those um, in nursing care facilities. Willis and Janice, Mickey, and Bev. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We pray the morning prayer. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me, or that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today, especially Eileen and Doris and Jennifer and Ron. I see you there in the chat window. Um, Lord be with you today and every day in this uncertain time and uncertain future. Uh, Well, I say it's uncertain, but as we pray it in the psalm, um, we have our certainty. uh, And for our certainty, we look back to what the Lord has already done for us, namely by his strong right hand, Jesus Christ, that he has redeemed us um, from all that would tear us away um, from the promise he's made, which is faith towards eternal life and the forgiveness of sins. So, Lord be with you, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.